0: Welcome to the Understanding Society podcast series. In today's podcast, Dr. Elena Kaminska from the Institute for Social and Economic Research talks about why sample size matters and why household panel studies like Understanding Society are a great resource for researchers interested in hard to reach subgroups of the population. I
1: thought this is a really interesting topic to talk about the traditional ways that decisions approach when we study any population. Normally we look at 1000-2000 people and that is normally enough if it's a good quality study and representative example. It is enough to uh, talk about a population and some major subgroups. If you go to for small subgroups, collecting such data can be very expensive. And here I'm talking about the idea of a really large sample size and what it can give us as a benefit.
0: You talk a little bit about understanding society. Uh, here we're talking about uh, a survey that had an initial sample size of 40,000 households. That's a big difference, isn't it, between one or 2,000 people Ex- explain a bit more why.
1: Indeed. A lot of people just like the
0: idea that it's 40,000, so they
1: assume it's better immediately. To be honest, for measuring attitudes or um, anything on general population, it's not much better than 2,000. But if you want to go for small subgroups, like people who are born in a specific year, or people who are ethnic minorities, or people with specific diseases... This sample size of 40,000 or more is enough to look at these small subgroups. And actually, um, here I'm talking about in wave two, we have 70,000 people whom we follow. So that means we will have longitudinal information. For these people, we basically can go to populations, subpopulations that are 2% in the population or lower. So such subpopulations like very small kids or... Newborns, for example, in specific year, new mothers, or people with diabetes or other diseases.
0: There's also a question of cost, isn't there? I mean, surveys can be an expensive business, so you want to to get it right. (laughs) Indeed. Um, I know
1: some studies, uh, and I know examples from the US, that were targeting people who have diabetes, And for example, in the US, uh, it was a telephone study to reach a household that has a member with diabetes. They had to call three hours to just reach a person. And so interviewer was on the phone, calling over and over, talking to people and saying, sorry, we are not looking for you, hanging up, and then calling again. Such studies are very expensive. And an alternative often used uh, because of little cost is non-probability studies. So when we go to a hospital and pick people from uh, of, of diabetes, but then these people are from a specific region, a specific city, specific hospital, they probably have a specific type of diabetes, maybe serious enough to go to a hospital. And it becomes problem of, is it representative of the whole population or of the subgroup in the whole country.
0: So in those circumstances then, how does a larger sample size help?
1: A sample size of 70,000 will give us enough for statistical analysis uh, and they are representative of these people in the whole country.
0: So talk us through some of the subgroups that are available to researchers in understanding society.
1: There are some... um, extreme subgroups that are normally very hard to find for example we have uh, over two thousand people who are very heavy smokers we have some um, people who are heavy drinkers so these people can be compared to the general population or to less heavy drinkers and smokers and to understand what the impact of this habit and actually because it's longitudinal study potentially what has driven and caused uh, such a habit we look at the questionnaire, we ask for example people what they do in their free time and we find that we have over 1500 people who have been to a ballet in the last 12 months. And we have over 1000 people who have done horse riding in the last 12 months or who have written their own music. I think this hasn't been looked much at these questions are rather new, but actually to see so much people with these characteristics that are representative of these people in the UK is rather unique.
0: There's a couple of really important messages there, aren't there? One is that um, if you're interested in a particular research area, it's quite likely that Understanding Society might have something for you. But equally, come and have a look at the study and see what's in there, because it might promote some new ideas. Indeed, this really opens up opportunity for people who haven't had
1: money or funding to collect representative information on these subgroups before. They can go and look, and um, if if you're looking for health in this extreme Health behavior groups, for example, we can connect, link their information to uh, biomarkers that we collect in Understanding Society, and so that enriches uh, information.
0: So, what, if any, then are the downsides of a large household uh, panel survey like Understanding Society?
1: One problem with such studies that a lot of people may say is that our questionnaire is limited. Some people who look for very extreme subgroups write questions only for this subgroup. And therefore it's one hour of questions only specifically tailored to the subgroup. A good side of understanding society is that it is a longitudinal study. And we spread these questions over time, so we don't we repeat only half of the questions each year, but other years we have um, new modules, so we do cover really a broad perspective of the, of the questions.
0: So just finally then, in a nutshell, why would you say sample size does matter?
1: I think sample size matters if you use a try. So um, just if you want to represent a population, really huge sample size doesn't really help. And does cost a lot. So um, don't buy the argument, I have a huge sample size, my study is better, but if it is used rightly and therefore if you go and compare these extreme subgroups to the general population or to another extreme subgroup, that's where a large sample size really matters and helps you to have good quality information from this subgroup
0: was talking to Christine Garrington about her recent article, Does Sample Size Matter?, which is published in Statistics Views at www.statisticsviews.com.